Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a good place podcast brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. They do an episode. We do an episode. This is the mid-season finale, folks. Yay. Oh, my God. Here we are. You introduced Kevin, but I only see Cheedy on <laughs> the call right now. I'm so I don't know. Because this is an audio podcast, let's clarify. <laughs> Kevin has a brown sport coat on, black rim glasses, thick rim glasses, and a blue button-up shirt. He I, is Cheedy. I'm Cheedy playing uh, charades. I win. <laughs> you can just cheat by seeing the reflection in my glasses. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't, dressed up for... The audio medium, fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, when I'm watching fantastic the episode, I jokes. realized I had that exact jacket. I had just acquired this jacket, <laughs> like, the day before from my father, because uh, he was getting rid of it. And so I was like, hey, why not? So I put it on. Gotta love that. No pictures will be posted. No, no, I was no just going to say, just take our- zero. <laughs> if, we, if we can convince Chidi, uh, I mean, Kevin, to take oh, a selfie, oh. you could find it on Instagram if you search at Everything's Fine Podcast or on Facebook, if you go to the Facebook discussion group and search Everything is Fine, you will find us and other Maximum Derricks who love talking about this show. You can also find us at Nerdy Things Pod on all social medias that exist that we know of and www.nerdythingspod.com. So if I take a picture, then people can see it and that would be good. But if I that's don't, how it works. Then, then people wouldn't see it. And that's also good. Oh, I can't decide. I got a stomachache. <laughs> stomachache. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So I have a pet peeve. A new uh, one. Oh, a new oh, one. Okay. Tim has oh. acquired a quirk. I have acquired a new pet peeve. So sometimes because I watch TV through the Hulu Live app. And sometimes I don't have the patience to wait until after midnight the next day when it's available on the Hulu portion of the app. So I DVR certain shows, like, for example, The Good Place, because I do a podcast about it and I love it. But I also happen to watch Perfect Harmony, the yep. show before it, because it has Anna Camp and it's oh. uh, like Pitch Perfect. So I love, you know, Pitch Perfect type shows. But when you watch the DVR, it always starts with like the last 20 seconds of the previous show. And that's not like a big spoilery show. I mean, it's just fun, you know, bo- you know, lazy TV to watch. But still, you see two main characters in bed together and you say, how did they get in bed together? And I would rather just have it be the normal reveal in the flow of the show instead of spoiling it for me by DVR messing up. So there's that. That's that's a Oh, I thought that was going to lead to I, this week's question. I didn't know. Oh, I'm man. sitting here going, I have a new pet peeve too, but I'll let Tim get to yeah. the question and I won't bring up my <laughs> pet peeve of YouTube videos that have no <laughs> spoken word but have old McDonald playing in them when I'm trying to learn how to program something. What? Unnecessary. Yeah, I'm, I googled how to program Bluetooth Arduino whatever and and this guy had a video that had no text on the screen to explain what he was doing. He did not speak to explain what he was doing, but this weird, loud, jangly version of Old McDonald was playing. Old so, McDonald had a farm. So yeah, naturally, yeah. it was 10 million views, right? 
Uh, no, it had seven <laughs> oh. views, and I oh, wish okay. I could take okay. one of them back. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the one-star Yelp review I gave to a Popeyes in, in my town this week that I said, I wish I could give zero stars. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich this weekend for the first time. Hi, welcome to Jules's food reviews. It was pretty good. <laughs> this is a podcast within a podcast. Yeah. I had it all too, right. Jules. See y'all next week. And and can I ask you, was it anything more than a chicken sandwich? Um, it was not life changing, no. Dude, it was, it was good. It was bread, the pickle was good. Chicken, okay. a couple of pickles, and a sauce. It's Chick-fil-A. That's all that it is. It was a bigger piece of chicken though. Like it did have it did have a weight to it and it was kind of hefty and it was like thick. So it was more of a chicken. It was just more mass of a chicken sandwich, but more as in like flavor. I don't know. Couldn't really tell. My official review as soon as I ate it was, I don't think I'd even get into a shouting match for that sandwich. Never mind a fist fight. Yeah. Nope. And there was nobody there when we went. I was like, okay, cool. That should be your the first sign. Over. That should be your first sign. If there's nobody yeah. there, then it's not good. <laughs> it's not worth going. That's really all it is. All right. Well, this has been Pet Peeve and Food Talk brought to you by yeah. the Nerdy Boys. Uh-huh. Uh, let's just get to why you came here anyways, <laughs> which all is right. not the episode discussion. It is out of context. Quotes of the week. Jules, you kick it off, please. All right. I got two. We're not not a book club. Oh, fuck. I messed it up. We're not not a book group. There's that's the real great. That was that was the best quote ever, Jules. Thank you. Jesus, I messed it up. Okay. These trivialities demean me. I must away and tend to my ravens. <laughs> I'm glad you had that one. I meant to go back yeah. and write that one down. I love the weeks that Jules has two quotes and I have fifteen. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I w- I'm sitting there watching the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> the first part of this episode, I didn't think there was a lot of quotable stuff in it, but nope. I did get a couple. I think I have five. You know what this calls for? A Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to get us a present, we're registered at me. <laughs> Where I'm from, most things blow up eventually. <laughs> There's no way you're supposed to spend eternity with a woman who sleeps in a nest. <laughs> and finally, I finally made up my mind about one damn thing, and you try to change it? That was one of my favorite quotes ever, just the way he delivered that. Yeah. It's called a Duval Ditchwater. It's Midori Coffee Mate and Ditchwater. <laughs> I know you're really smart, but that sounds wrong. <laughs> this book is an insanely tangled web of inscrutability in the Unabomber way. <laughs> I felt so bad for his professor. Uh, no one has ever asked my advice before, and you're a high school principal. <laughs> I thought I was too old. I'm infinity. <laughs> Love her. A big melon and a little necktie. <laughs> the imagery. Yeah, kids are idiots. If they only knew half of what their parents were up to, they'd lose their minds. <laughs> Your true soulmate, a library cart full of damp saltines. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, because I'm bringing it back, a you basic. You basic. Hey. <laughs> 
Kevin, what happened this week? So this was the mid-season finale clip show to end all clip shows where we get clips from episodes that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> we, we went through Chidi's life and me and my wife spent half the time going, wait, did this already happen? Is this something that we did see or didn't see? I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah. And they si sort of jumped us through the most boring, most cute, fun, amazing life ever that is Cheaty because he is the most indecisive person ever, but he thinks there's an answer for everything. Eleanor thinks the answer is him, and he thinks Eleanor's the answer. Who's right? I guess we'll find out next year. I'm the answer. No, you're not. <coughs> oh, okay. No said no one ever all right <laughs> so yeah uh not this janet next <laughs> little baby cheaty has a tummy ache i don't even know how to talk about this episode right <laughs> all right thanks everyone yeah. bye oh that's it we can't talk about it like i just i just wrote down each scene like i normally do but each scene is just like 30 seconds of cheaty doing something right and it was fun. It was. It was really it was really cool. It seemed like it was so quick. Did you guys feel like all right, he's snapping his fingers and then it's like, okay, great, we've probably got ten minutes of episode left where we're gonna find out some stuff. And then you looked at the little runtime and it's like, wait a second, the, all of that took twenty two minutes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just spilled a, a, a cocktail in slow motion and then boom, the episode's over. <laughs> Yeah, it all happened in that one moment, and we were looking at these these moments of Cheaty, and like like Kevin, you said, they I don't know why I was I was kind of confused too. Like whenever we keep going to different moments, I'm like, where where in the timeline? Okay, we're going here, we're going through it, the timeline for some of these, but um, yeah, towards the end, it was like these are just these this is just clips of of Cheaty, and uh, we're meant to feel something. But Cheaty as a kid. Super cute. So, yeah. Was. I mean, he Big Melon had little, little Gee. bow tie. So I, the first portion of the episode was like a rundown of Chidi's life. The things that we didn't know, some of which we did because they, you know, show the, the red boots and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool. <laughs> and then, and then after that, it's all like little scenes of the afterlife where he learned something from someone. Now, did you guys see Frozen this week? No, not yet. I'm going tomorrow. No, not yet. Oh, there's this one part in Frozen, this is not a spoiler, where Olaf sums up the previous movie in about 35 seconds. Oh, and cool. It's, and it's awesome. So I'm going to sum up Cheaty's life in about 35 seconds. Um, cool. Little Professor Cheaty is anti-divorce. Uh, he does not speak French, which I thought he spoke French. Yeah, but we thought so, too. He did convince his parents to work on their marriage. He can't figure out where to sit in class, though. He has a plate full of cheese. He can't decide which cheese. Should he switch to physics? Uh, they're not not a book group, he and his girlfriend, though. Ugh, fork in the garbage disposal. 3,500 pages. Shut up, Cheaty. Don't talk anymore about this. Red boots are back, but maybe there isn't an answer to everything. Boom! Air conditioning on his head. <laughs> Cheaty's life. I I mean that was his life, yes, but <laughs> wow, actually there is no more to it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so the interesting thing was, and obviously this is the theme in, in, in this episode, is that 
I guess it was because of fear. Most humans do things out of fear. I guess either enjoyment or fear. Those are the two most primal emotions that we have. And and Chidi was scared of his parents splitting up. So he he creates this lecture because he's a little genius and it works. So <laughs> that informed his life in such a way where he thought logic and reason could find an answer to every problem. And he totally missed the emotions and the joy of it all. He's such an idiot. <laughs> Kids are such idiots. So Yeah, that's really interesting that I don't know, he from that mo that was the moment. We get to see the moment where Cheedy was born. I mean, this is the Cheedy that we know now, and we see him uh he he thinks he solved the problem. He thinks he is the reason, but uh, later on, Michael does say that they went to counseling and all this stuff, but like he for, for, you know, the rest of his life, that's what he's basing it off of. It's, it's really so weird. Like very I, I, weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just don't, I, I can't imagine that at no point was he like, wait, I didn't save that. Like <laughs> they just happen to like each other enough. Oh, like I was well, misreading it or something. I don't know. They kept telling the story, though. I know. So, like, they were contributing to his delusion. It's like Brent. We talked about Brent last week. Yeah. Brent thought he was the greatest person on the planet, right? Well, everybody kept telling Brent that he was the greatest person on the planet. So his life experiences confirmed his own personal bias. And Hmm. so he had no other reason to think that that wasn't true. So Chidi thinks he saved his parents' marriage. His parents tell him he saved their marriage. Thus, he saved their marriage, right? I I mean, yeah, I guess. (laughs) If he's dumb enough to believe them. Oh, jeez. All right. Maybe dumb, because he's obviously very smart. Maybe dumb is not the right word. Maybe he is so self-interested in that aspect of his personality that he didn't want to see another outcome or alternative oh that's some bad place behavior right there (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no that's where he went right exactly it's amazing to me that the show we've all these seasons they've we've delved so deep into philosophy a boring topic topic that you don't talk about on pop culture sitcom tv and now we're a little bit past philosophy and we're talking about straight up psychology what events in people's lives informs their future self and how do they deal with that? And how do they come to the realization that things that they thought that they knew they don't know anymore and that life completely can blow up on you when your delusions are shattered? How do you handle that? How do you go forward? What do you need to move on? Genius is the people behind this show. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, a, it's an okay show. Yeah. I mean, we made a podcast about it. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Actually, I was reading an article the other day. I think I posted it in the Facebook group that this, there's only, what, 18 shows in the last so many years that have received a perfect grade or 18 seasons ever, 18 seasons ever that have re- received a perfect grade from like Metacritic or one of those websites or something. Mm-hmm. And this season, I think there was only four of them and The Good Place was one of them. So far, season four is a perfect score. I mean, wow. with good reason. Yeah. Yeah. So once he gets to The Good Place, The Good Place makes his decisions for him. He gets to open a fridge and almond milk. Still, the good place gave him almond milk. Wasn't that a clue to him? 
Wasn't that, shouldn't have, that have been a clue right there? Well, yes and no. I mean, almond milk was something he always had. And it wasn't until he was really confronting it that he was like almond milk bad. Uh, so I, I think in that moment, it was like Michael's normal jabs, like, ha ha, this is, <laughs> it is, it's a clue, but it's a clue that he is not informed enough to pick up on at that moment in time. Yeah. Additionally, I would also argue that it is not actual almond milk. It is created from <laughs> nothing. And so the points don't matter. Like family feud. <laughs> or no, oh. whose line is it anyway? Like, yeah, I mean, it. family feud too. <laughs> family feud too. You, Honestly, yeah. yes. <laughs> That's an argument we'll have on a different day. Yeah. <laughs> but we we come down to to realize that Chidi has great questions. So many great questions he doesn't even know what to ask Janet, except for uh, what's the biggest fish? <laughs> Which is He's a like, whale oh, shark. Awesome. In, in, in case you didn't know. Of course. But when he really gets down to brass tacks with Michael, I, we realize that he was he knew consciously or unconsciously he knew in real life he was missing out on something and he his biggest question is are soulmates real and is mine here and of course michael tells him that, that that's true although michael doesn't know that it's true even though that we now know that we know it's true okay what yeah. oh huh? yeah no. See, Tim Tim subscribes to the soulmate theory, and so he is believing that Eleanor and Chidi are actual soulmates, and not that they have just worked at this relationship repeatedly and been given the divine gift of forgetting all the bullshit that happens <laughs> every X amount of whatevers, and then starting over in that honeymoon phase repeatedly. So now he has 832 years of honeymoon phase crammed into his tiny little Chidi brain. Well, I'm listen for somebody to dress up like Cheaty. You're being very anti-Cheaty so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Listen, so, I am what I am. You can you can dress me up all you want. I'm still an <laughs> He's still going to the bad place. He's still going to the bad <laughs> place. He's looking. So Cheaty does realize that one of his issues is he doesn't make decisions particularly well and doesn't doesn't do impulsive things and who does the most impulsive things but jason jason so he sits down and has a nice little talk with jason at his wedding and as usual jason is shockingly wise and shockingly dumb simultaneously it's weird he's so good <laughs> oh he also got um the actor manny right manny, manny Hasito. Yeah. um got arrested with Jane Fonda this past week. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and he looks amazing. <laughs> oh, like true. everyone was like, "Oh my god, I we forgot like he he looks like that in real life." <laughs> he had the chiseled jaw and the Harry Potter glasses <laughs> Harry and everybody Potter. wants him to be uh Harry Potter. He did have the straight up Harry Potter glasses. It, it, yes. He just walks around town, well, not around town, walks to sophisticated protests in round <laughs> Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the many soulmates of Chidi. We see quite a few of them, including Esmeralda, the bloody bird lady. She was my favorite. That was she, hilarious. Sure. <laughs> Who I want to start saying I must away now. Yeah, it's so good. It's such an unused phrase. And I don't care what you are going to away to do, like take care of your birds. But I must away to go to the bathroom. And it immediately sounds so much cooler. Then if you were just going to go, I, I got to take a pee. 
I had to rewind that part like three times to get the exact word yep. correctly for the out of context quote. I was like, is she really saying what is she really saying right here? I was like, I know she's leaving for her birds. I really, really wanted to write down the full quote of blood, bloody, blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Birthday party. Birthday parties. That was what? so weird. All right. Quick aside in mm. that. I played a game last night with a couple of friends called Mysterium that reminded oh, me so much of this. So you've played it. Yes. So in this game, you play, there's one person who is a ghost, uh, and then the other people are mediums, and the ghost gives them visions to try to narrow down who killed the ghost. And so there's, you know, like in our, our game, there were five cards on the table. There were three people who were the mediums. And I'd have to go through these predetermined visions and see what I felt would convey the message I was trying to convey. It yeah. is the most messed up, fun game I have ever played. <laughs> but I felt like yeah. Esmeralda in that moment because nothing <laughs> I was doing was at all related to what actually was trying to, to go on at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the ghost can't talk. I, I don't know if y'all played it that yeah. way as well, but the ghost doesn't talk. And then it's like, here's a picture of a flower that's pink that has green in the background. But I want you to pick up on the pink part. Right. One, and it's like, here's the thing. One of them was uh, like, hopefully you'll get it. I was trying to get Jenny to guess that the guy with the driver driving gloves was the the killer. And so I gave her this picture that was two dudes in a bathtub wearing <laughs> colanders on their head with a ship's steering wheel in the bathtub. And and it was like the the other people there, like you share, you can share your visions and they're all like dissecting it. They're like, well, what if, what if the holes on the colander represent the holes on the driving glove and you've got the steering wheel and you've got this and, oh, and, and I'm sitting there going, that wasn't even what I was thinking, but it's still right. <laughs> Birthday party. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim, yes, you got to play this game. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> we did a, an amazing pitch kevin Thank yeah you. i'm really sold I, <laughs> all you maximum derricks too check out we're sponsored by no we're not no. i wish we were i wish we were yeah. sponsored by anything yeah we are sponsored. If you're selling a thing it could be here we're sponsored by love of the good place so tahani and chidi have a little talk after charades because he was paired up with Eleanor and it went well, shockingly, because they're soulmates. That's not what Kevin says, but <laughs> <laughs> they've got something. They got something going on. Then maybe it's the uh the memory echoes that I've been talking about. Every time they just there's a little bit in there. Or that you've been talking about that this the the story has not talked about at all. But hopefully yeah. we got some episodes left. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something in there. I'm looking for proof in that. Or they're just soulmates, or they're just really compatible people that are outwardly incompatible. But anyways, they crush it in charades and and Chidi's like, Why are, where do you get the confidence? So now he's learning from Tahani. He wants to understand confidence to, to talk to people in groups, which he doesn't have, apparently, unless it's about ethics. But she's like, no, I just have thrown bad parties. And I know that worst isn't so bad. So, you know, now he's learning from Tahani. First we're learning from Jason. Now we're learning from Tahani. And then he's going to learn from Eleanor because he and Eleanor are walking back to his apartment where the lady sleeps in a nest bow, and Eleanor plants one on him and he asks three questions it was like what 
something else and who? Yeah. <laughs> and I love her answer to who. It was me, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's just like, dude, there's definitely something going on here. We we just need to act on it. And he's, no, I can't because I have to work to find the solution to the problem. And she's like, maybe there is no solution to the problem because you're not meant to be with someone who lives in a nest and has sexually charged conversations with ravens. But mm-hmm. I mean, Chidi does it anyway. This poor guy, like here he is. He's died. He's been told that there is an absolute afterlife, an all knowing, all powerful, like you did good. We have a points total. We know everything you did. And here's your soulmate. So far, in his view, this thing is infallible. And then Eleanor shows up. He knows she doesn't belong here. And she's macking on him. And he, like, what's he supposed to do? This is the only answer. Him telling her no at that point is the only answer he can have. Come on, he's into it. He is. But but it's, you know, <laughs> I would be too. But But it's the only answer. It is. Well, no, there is no answer. I don't know. That's later. So now we get into the many incarnations of Eleanor and Chidi's love, ones that we've seen and ones that we haven't. And it's just as beautiful as it has been the other times we've seen it. And then we get to the point where Chidi decides for the greater good of humanity, he needs to give all that up. And he... We, we now know for sure that he doesn't know that he's going to get his memories back or or if he gets them back, how he's going to feel. Yep. And Michael's like, sure, you want to do this? And he says, no, I don't talk me out of the damn thing. I just figured it out. And he wants a blackboard. He wants a magic blackboard <laughs> that can predict his lesson flow because that's the dream. Well, yeah. And, well, it would be pretty cool. All I could think of, Kevin, was your wife. She would probably love this magic blackboard. Uh, hell yeah. That'd be the greatest. <laughs> and he finally expresses, uh, you know, to Michael that feeling something for someone, or at least he and Michael come to this kind of conclusion, that feeling something for someone is what drives things forward. It's not the logic and reason. It's It's the feelings that you have that it's that that drives you like his parents who looked at the kid and didn't see a lecture they said look at him he cares about us don't we care about each other wait we do care about each other we care enough about each other to make this work and that is all an emotional reaction it's not a logical reaction like chidi lived his life as and he's like wait a second i've been doing it all wrong and kevin's like duh of course you've been doing this all wrong and he's like, Janet, I need to I need to write something down. I gotta and 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 then he gives her the note. And did you notice Chidi folds paper like a boss? Yeah, he does. He I'm, folded that paper like it was a cloth napkin. I don't even know how you maneuver paper <laughs> in such a way. It was fancy. He's like he's like okay. shaking it and it was it was moving like it wasn't paper. It was moving like it was a flowing fabric. I'm like, this is the guy who's around books. Okay. All the time. My bad. I didn't pick up that at all. At least twice in that scene, I thought he was going to jam it in her mouth for some reason. (laughs) Now, it it makes no sense. She was not being reset. I know that. And I knew that when I was thinking it. I still thought on more than one occasion in that small time frame, he was going to jam it in her mouth. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. But she holds on to it for him. And she, you know, is very emotional because she's not sure what's going to happen. I don't think anybody really knew. I mean, as Michael says, when he's giving him his memories back, it's a complicated situation. So I, I don't think he really knew that once they kind of took all that stuff away that we'd be able to get the cheaty back that we had before. And I'm still not quite sure we got the cheaty back that we had before because bam, snap, the cocktail falls on the floor, 300 years, and Cheaty's like, dude, have I been super annoying? And Jason just goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I don't know. Was this, was this the first instance of a human being rebooted? Like, will we see any side effects like we've seen with like Janet or whatever? Or, yeah, he does seem to have a control over himself a little bit, and it does you know we later on find out that he for sure knows everything up until he got uh you know change or his memories wiped and all that stuff so we there there is a definitely a change in Chidi. he's a, he's a little bit more relaxed he is he's a boss. in charge yeah he knows that he he has to do something something's going on yeah he's gonna stick his dick in eleanor that's what he knows <laughs> Oh, well, he had that right. calm swagger of a man who's getting it wet later. <laughs> he he kind of it kind of reminded me not that part of it, but it kind of <laughs> it kind of reminded me in the Harry Potter books when at the very at the <laughs> when there yeah. was that wang wand typo. Yeah, no, you know, sorry. That thing. Uh, no, uh, it's 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 at the end when Dobby has just died and, and Harry Potter. Oh, come on, I'm man. Sorry, dude. But he, yeah, I'm sorry for all of you guys who haven't read Harry Potter in the last 12 years since it ended. So he, you know, he buries him he's the human way. And it's like, from that point on, he almost takes on a Dumbledore. Like, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And they're like, that doesn't make, no, no, this time I know what to do. And you don't know what it is that, flips that switch in someone but in this case Chidi has clearly had a switch flipped and he's like nope I got a game plan and I think some of it is that was the person that Chidi was becoming before yeah. we we talked about it at the end of last season he was definitely a more decisive action oriented person but in that last conversation with Michael we see he's coming to some real truths in life and we're now combining the raw intellect that he's always had with that actual understanding of human beings and how they operate but other the other part i think is the dude just saw he said 300 years but Kevin i think you were right 832 or something like that of of existence in a matter of a minute and observed it like a student would a lesson because that's cheaty and learned from it. And I think right in that moment, he just was able to learn so much from all these lives that he's like, all right, I am a totally different person right now. I've got some stuff figured out 30 seconds ago. I didn't have figured out. So let's get to work here. Well, I, I think that was why it was so important that Michael got it in the right order. And that's mm -hmm. why he decided to start from the beginning, because the other times we've seen this were when Jason got his memories back when they were going to the bad place and Michael snapped them into existence. I'm not convinced it was all of them. And then he immediately forgot them. And when they were on <laughs> Earth, when Eleanor got her memories back and all of her hair fell out when she got <laughs> some of them, like I think it's traumatic. And I think the rebooting of it and the fact that Chidi was able to sort of put them in order 
you're right. I think that he has this really solid foundation. I think he is totally in control of everything. I think he, he over the last year with these other three rejects, he hasn't had the same forces acting on him that he did in the other reboots. He didn't have the, the, you know, the need to save Eleanor and, and Jason. He wasn't forced to teach them moral philosophy and he lived like in the last year, he was more human than I think we had ever seen him in previous seasons. He had emotion. He loved Simone. Like he, he acted instead of just reacted. Mm. So the note, we get the note and it says there is no answer, but Eleanor is the answer. First of all, what this is now officially the greatest couple in TV history. I don't you you name your great TV uh, couples. None of them hold a candle to the romance of Chidi and Eleanor because it is spanned 800 years, countless reboots. <laughs> they keep coming back to each other, and it is so beautiful. And all those people, all the Maximum Derricks who were crying, I was welling up right there oh, with I you. Cried. I what a cried. beautiful moment to see that and the look that he gave her and she doesn't even know what he wrote, but she's nope, like, you're wrong. I know. I know it was good about I know it was about me. I know. Hey, you're what? wrong. You're Tell wrong. Me. You're wrong. And you're an idiot. Oh, Oof, wow. OK, cheaty. Uh, All right. Yeah. Damn, this is action cheaty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing glasses, man. Oh, does- she saw it just like the trivia game. Charades, oh, my friend. Oh, oh, wow. She knows, and he knows she knows. He is staring her in the eye. That, he, that's he knows, why he, he wanted the note. He was telling her that he uh, loves her without having uh, to say it in a way so, that only they would understand. So what do you what do you think is the meaning behind the phrase? Eleanor How do you is interpret the it? Yeah. I think it's just love. I really do. I think this is going to come down to... Ooh, boring. Uh, so normally, yeah, I'd agree with you. Love love being the answer is boring. You know, the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. But <laughs> but honestly, I, I think that there isn't any other point. I think that she made him better. I think he made her better. And I think it was that that love, that unexpected love, not... Not that they were soulmates, but that they were actually working towards becoming soulmates. I took it a little bit more literal. Like, uh, yeah, it's love and all that stuff, but that she is the answer. But there is no answer. What What the hell? What does that mean? I think it. it's like... Jules is going to cut her open jigsaw style. <laughs> well, yeah, literal. There's something in here. <laughs> here it is. There's something. I, I saved this. There's a key inside <laughs> of her stomach. Uh, that no, like, I don't know. That all of his logic, it doesn't matter because she always found a way around it. Always found a, the right answer. Always, oh, yeah, no matter. Yeah, you're right. What so you're saying posed. the answer is love. Uh, I guess so you're using a lot of words to say what I already said, man. Yeah, so Chidi's so friend said to him, and his ex girlfriend said to him, "Sometimes there's not an answer, and that's true. Chidi always wants the answer, the logical answer. And what he found out was that it's the people you meet along the way, the connections you make, and Kevin, the love." 
that is the real answer in life. So if we're going to take this to the next step, if this is his mantra now, then may I would say that the the point system or however he's going to devise this system is do does a person are, are they able to give and share love with other people regardless of whether they eat enough almond milk or regardless of whether they compost like the, the Doug Forsett, whether they're you know drinking their own urine recycled or if they're like Brent. And they're like, I'm kind of a douche. But in the end, Brent was like, man, I'm sorry. And he was having genuine connection and feeling with Chidi. And that's what saved him. It was realizing that this other person is important and I'm giving something to them. I'm, yeah. I owe you more than I thought I did. And I want to give of myself. So how much of someone's self do they give to other people? I think is going to be the central theme. And what that allows for is mistakes. You can make mistakes, you can do bad things, but that in the end, you can be redeemed by how much you want to give of yourself to other people. That is an amazingly eloquent way to have put it. And and I think you're exactly right. I I thought you were just going to come back and go, but it's it's love. (laughs) But it's love, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Uh, yeah. So so it won't be based on like... uh, certain things that you do that are you know that don't change with time or anything but it is uh on a person by person basis and it's how much love you can give or how much you can give of yourself or you know how much you accept from others like it's a gonna be a totally different scale um that hopefully chidi puts into uh use i don't know yeah i I, that's that's kind of i i for one time feel like I have a guess and I feel like it might be on track once four seasons finally one time I'm gonna be wrong yeah this is definitely not oh, gonna be yeah. it oh, but yeah. for one time I actually kind of feel like I have a grasp on this so <laughs> that, yeah that's how you know you're wrong I yeah pretty much pretty much all right do you guys have anything else to offer no um how do you feel about like we talked a little bit about it but how do we feel about it the whole episode just being in this small moment i know some of the maximum derricks were like um i kind of wish there was more movement to the story but you know it it is what it is and it was a good episode how do you all feel about it being inside uh, literally just flashbacks and it just being inside of a small moment I think there was no other way we could have done it. This was sure it was a small moment, but it was a a huge moment of growth for Chidi. And if we just snapped and suddenly he's back and he's this, you know, amazingly in control, super uber Chidi, I I don't think anybody would have bought it. I think this is this is how you tell a story like that. Like there's no other way this was ever going to go. Chidi waking up and feeling like he has i want to say an answer but the feeling like he understands life might be the biggest moment in human history (laughs) so yes it was great to spend 22 minutes in that one moment because it this might be truly the the most important moment in human history some mm-hmm. someone edited together all the slow-mo shots of the drink spilling and Michael snapping. <laughs> and I I wish that they had gone a step further and sped it up to normal time. Just because mm-hmm. I, I I don't know why, but I want to see just that that quick moment as it plays out in real time and not right. 
slow-mo. I was disappointed that he didn't say, oh, dip. Oh, dip. Oh, dip. Because that was where his mouth was going. I was like, oh, <laughs> dip. But he didn't. Bortles. Bortles. Uh, yeah, so that was this week. It was a great episode, and now we are on hiatus for Five weeks, six weeks. How I don't know how long it is, I don't but know. what oh, is time? Really? Kind of sucks. It's an illusion. Oh dip. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's Jeremy Barry. Me, we'll just it'll just be right now yeah, that it'll we're happen watching tomorrow. the next episode. That's right. But yeah, we've got a few left, and we're really getting down to it. And I love these characters, and I love how much they grow every episode. And I love watching the greatest love story in the history of television. Wow. Yes, it's good. What do you think, Maximum Derricks or future Maximum Derricks? Go to the Facebook group, search Everything is Fine. You will find us and you can tell us what you think. Tell us what your theories are because, hey, we got a long time to talk about them. So tell us what your theories are. Let's dissect them. Tell us about love. Tell us about love and wonderful things and love is a many splendored thing and all what of that. What is love? Baby, Baby don't hurt me. My gift is my song. Now, <laughs> also go to Instagram, search Everything is Fine Podcast. Go to at NerdyThingsPod and all other social medias and www.nerdythingspod.com. And I don't want to go because it's going to be so long till we're back together again. But I hope you guys have a great holiday season. Yeah. Bye. Oh, Bye. Bye.